together some of our favorite picks to share with you as we count down to this year's Christmas. We hope you get a chance to taste some of these great bourbons as you enjoy this holiday season. Bourbon on. And um, I'm glad that we're back with you guys because this is going to be a fun night because this is a distillery that actually is located here in North Carolina, just north of where we live. And um, I'm going to let Derek and Elton kind of take us away on them since uh, they are the ones who discovered this. So let's get started and tell us what's up first, guys. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah, I think we got uh, two single barrel here uh, from Southern Distilling. Up uh, at the crossroads of I-77 and I-40 in Statesville, North Carolina. So it is uh, fairly close. And actually, Derek and I took a road trip up there a couple weeks and spent some time with uh, one of the owners, uh, Vienna Barger. So excited to be here tasting these and talking about uh, the local North Carolina spirits. You know, Alden and I went up and we visited uh, Southern Distillery, and this is where Southern Star comes from. And uh, cool, cool place. You know, they, they do not only their own distilling, but they also barrel um, for others so they've uh they just purchased a uh i think six more Mm -hmm. uh stills and um or tanks and they are expanding their warehouse so it's remarkable it just you know this hidden gem um you know a a good mix of -of state-of-the-art all all new stuff combined with you know the the tradition and, and big copper stills um which go back to you know way back in the in the 17s and 18s in uh, Statesville. Yeah, something uh, that uh, I think Vienna mentioned while we were there and we were kind of digging around a little bit. Apparently, Statesville at one time was quite the hot spot for for spirits and liquor. Uh, And I I don't know who proclaimed this, if it was self-dubbed or whatever, but uh, there are some who refer to Statesville as having been the liquor capital of the world in the late 1880s. So... Mm. For those of us who haven't been to uh, Statesville, I'm not sure I saw that coming. (laughs) Not at all. Uh, but the legend has it, or the story has it, that uh, one of the first settlers in Statesville was an Irishman named Fergus Sloan. Fergus. Everybody say Fergus. 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 And it was believed that he came to Iredell in about 1750, uh, purchased some land in 1755, and later, uh, as he was moving on, sold uh, some of the town... Uh, the acres to the town, which later became known as Statesville. But apparently he had a uh, still in Philadelphia that he sent uh, for, was brought down here, and the first copper pot still in North Carolina was allegedly in Statesville, North Carolina. Oh, that's cool. Homegrown. Do they have that original still? They do not. I don't Mm. think so. No, but they have some pretty impressive new stills. I mean, one of them is like a... I forget what they called it. It was Big Mama or something. Yeah, like that. I don't know what they were. Yeah. It's, it's affectionately named, and it is enormous. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do. Like, if, you, if you're in the Charlotte area or maybe the Winston area, you're about an hour and change north of Charlotte. Yeah. Um, I don't know, probably the same from Winston. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're in the area, definitely swing by, uh, check them out, see when they're open. But they'll do tours. They do, like, a full in-depth multi-hour tour mm. where you get to see the, the actual distilling. Then they do a... Um, kind of a, a manufacturing tour where it's just a, about an hour long, quick walk around the, the floor and learn all about it. And then they do what she calls a tractor tour. And they basically walk you around the merchandising 
and the center of it is a tractor. Mm-hmm. There you go. So mm-hmm. uh, they do some great tastings. Um, they've got a, a bar there, and I, I believe that they just got their license, too, to be able to serve. Mm-hmm. And before, it was just for tasting, but now they can actually uh, serve. Mm. Yeah. Cocktails yep. and concoctions. Hmm. You yeah. certainly can't miss the facility when you're driving north up 77. No. It's really pretty. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. Yep. So if you're in the area, definitely swing by. Um, we've been there a couple times now, and uh, the last time we really? were up there, yeah, I went. Deb and I went in uh, the summer. We uh, we popped in for a day, a little day trip. You missed, you missed the invite, Kurt. Again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you weren't. Oh, that's right. You weren't with us. <laughs> and then uh, Alton and I went up about a month ago, and that's when he and I both picked up the single barrel because we I'd had I think we had all had had the standard. Um, bourbon early Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and they have uh, so their lineup is they have white dog so their white bourbon comes right off the still and that is is jet fuel Mm -hmm. Um, great to mix with so uh, they have a you know a few bartenders there that can do some um, some pretty awesome mixes mixed cocktails then they have um, the standard which is available uh, and I think they're saying the distribution is about six states right now mm-hmm. so it's pretty limited mm. in its distribution um, a lot of restaurants will pick it up in the area but they have the uh, the standard which is a, a blended and then they have the um, single barrel which is pretty tasty <clears throat> and we've got two of those here tonight and they had a, they had a reserve mm-hmm. and that went quick <laughs> and I think that they were surprised at how in demand that one was <laughs> yeah. and then we'll finish off tonight with a bourbon cream double shot <laughs> um, which is pretty amazing too so okay. for a small little place they got a lot going on and, and uh, like I said their their facilities are expanding I think people are seeing their capabilities and wanting to use them for some of their overruns that they have from some other brands hmm. that's cool so yeah, they're, yeah. what they're selling now are all blends yep but then they've got barrels on shelves yeah that they've distilled yeah very cool so as a, as a young distillery you know you've got to have that minimum of four years in a barrel yep. for it to be your own yep um, but right out of the gate, um, you know, and talking with Vienna, um, I think she's a chemist and Pete's an engineer by trade. And, and uh, I'd love to find out what their story is. And hopefully we can get them on yeah, on, a, be, on, a, on an episode soon. Yeah, uh, we need to go up awesome. there. Yeah, for sure. Talk to them. For sure. Yeah, a lot of enthusiasm and very open to hosting events and all that. So cool. Um, as Derek mentioned, I think their distribution is about six states now. Yep. So you can find it in local liquor stores or just stop by the distillery. I think it's about a $55 bottle or so. Yeah. Yep. Cool. All so right. what, are we, uh, what are we trying here? This album? is the standard. The standard. This is the standard. All right. And the interesting thing is, you know, when we're doing our research, we had the, the advantage of being, you know, nearby to be able to ask them, you know, uh, what goes into it, which is, you know, unusual for us to, to be able to have that conversation. Um, hard to find anything online. I think a lot of people are looking for reviews on this. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, so uh, we had some some pretty pretty short conversations, but they were uh, really insightful for how they get their blends. But for the standard, I don't remember what the mash bill was on these, and I don't either. I'm not even yeah. sure. I mean, if it's a blend, they might not even know. True. That's true too. True. Right. Yeah, usually in a blend, it's just I like hard it. To nail. It's good. I like it. It's got um, it's got a bit of a bite in the <clears throat> on the tongue and the top of the mouth, but it goes down really smooth. But it does sit with you for a while. It does. I like yeah. the finish. Yeah, yeah this, the this finish is one. Is good. 
I remember a few episodes ago we talked about bourbons for people that have never really tried bourbon as kind of a, a first one. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this one feels much in line mm. for that. Yeah. It's yep. sweet, um, which I think is probably a, a good taste for somebody that's just getting into it. It's got a little bit of a bite, so they kind of know, hey, mm. if I want to step up and try something stronger, I can, but this is kind of what it might taste like. Yep. It's good. What's the proof on this one? I think they're all 90 proof. 90. Okay. Yeah, the, all, all three tonight are going to be 90 proofs. Okay. I really like the taste. Um, I think it is it is smooth. It's got a good bite mm-hmm. to it, but um, I'm, getting, I'm getting a little bit of, I'm not getting a ton of oak. I'm getting a little bit of oak. I'm getting some of the vanilla caramel yeah. line getting, with the yeah, sweetness. I'm getting the, the caramel, but it's not super sweet. No. It's kind of good. It's got, it's got a nice flavor, but it's not overly sweet. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel a little bit of a weight to it, so... When it just kind of lingers on my tongue, it feels a little, there's a little weight to it. I don't know how to describe that. That could be the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fourth L. Yeah. Just, just saying. Yeah. The fourth L. You don't feel it? Lorazepam. Or, yeah, lorazepam, <laughs> libation, yeah, all that stuff. Life and lore. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think that that might be because of the 90 proof. It doesn't have that 100 plus, yeah. which is going to give you that quick evaporation. Yeah. So I think it, it's going to wrap yeah. around your tongue a little bit longer. Yeah, see, Dave. Yeah. So we talked about these guys being relatively new to the bourbon game. I mean, just by sheer timing, I think it, they were founded in 2013, I mm-hmm. think. And by the time they got facilities built, I mean, the awesome thing is, as you mentioned, they're adding a second warehouse facility and more uh, distilling equipment. So they're they're doing well. I think we've all watched Neat. Yep. Uh, which, if you guys haven't seen that, I think it's on Hulu. Um, is that where you're? No. <laughs> I, I, think it, I think it is. Can you elaborate on that? I think I think it's that's it's right. on Amazon Prime Video. Yeah, oh, Amazon okay. Prime and Hulu. It's in a couple of places. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's in multiple places, so it's not hard to find. But it really goes into <laughs> the history Hulu, of though. bourbon. Yeah. Um, what were the surprising takeaways for you guys from? Because we've all watched it now. Anything that stuck out um, about the history of bourbon? When dark liquors or dark spirits pretty much were nothing. You know, and I think about that time when my dad, when I was growing up, my dad would drink brandy old fashions all the time. Bourbons really weren't a thing. They probably existed, but, you know, there really wasn't anything around it. But it well, it became very soon, like in the 80s, 90s, all about all the white liquors. Mm-hmm. And it was like the vodkas and the, <clears throat> the um, you know, gins and- the gins and the martinis yeah. and, and all that. We had all kinds of martini bars all over the place. And then suddenly that started to kind of play down. And that's when the bourbon stuff started to really come up. And I think it had to do with like the craft, like, yeah, your craft breweries. And then suddenly the craft behind making bourbon. Um, I, the one thing in the... Well, there were two things. One was in that show that what they talked about is that everything in bourbon is natural. Right. Like it's all real stuff. Right. Um, but then the other kind of cool line, which I texted to you guys, is that let's always remember it's not about the bourbon. What is it about? It's about the friendship. There you go. That gets shared yeah. through the bourbon. Perfect. So, yeah, I think my biggest takeaway on it was just the the... Kind of the history and the pride associated with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the folks that are in that industry. Um, I mean, they they couldn't do anything else. I mean, that's just what they do. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. pretty cool. Pretty yeah. cool to see that. So, yeah. I was I was amazed to learn about, and it makes sense. The when you think about what it what it takes to make a bourbon and how if if they're all essentially using the same ingredients with slightly different proportions, how the flavor could be so different, mm. and the 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 um, the contribution that the soil 
makes to the flavor. Right. Whether it's soil for the oak tree, for the white American oak, for the barrels. Yep. Yeah. Whether it's the soil contribution to the flavor and the type of corn, whether it's the soil's contribution to the, the spice and the rye, like that unknown variable is it's, yeah. it's kind of everyone's playing with that same well, and then unknownness. It, and even the storage, right? Right. The, the amount of heat and sunlight and right. Right. Even, you know, even humidity. Within the same building. Within the yeah. same building, right? right. Yeah. So it's yeah. pretty Weather, fast. All that. Yeah. yeah. I was impressed uh, in talking with Vienna at how many barrels they had currently. Uh, in in storage, mm-hmm. and how many more were coming? So, mm. just as a, either either occurred to your point, a recognition to the growth and the demand for bourbon, mm-hmm. and that four year minimum wait before you find out if it worked. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just the the trust that other big brand distillers have in them mm-hmm. to say, listen, you guys, you're you're part of this society, mm-hmm. and it is something I think a neat too they talked about yeah. um, uh, that it's a it's a brotherhood that's not. Not not terribly competitive, right? Like everyone's sort of pulling for each other mm-hmm. and not trying to cut each other out you know, at the knees that mm-hmm. maybe the, the beer industry would be doing or the yeah. wine industry. Yeah. Um, so I think it, you know I think that they they had a tremendous sense of pride themselves in being recognized by other well established brands as you've earned your stripes. That's Can you great. help us take care of some of our our barreling? Yep. Yeah. How does that work? I mean, do they? I mean, they're actually barreling the bourbon and storing it for other mm-hmm. distillers? Yeah, a large percentage of their business is not only, and I think they were doing other spirits other than just bourbon, but yeah, they really? do basically overflow for other partners, I believe. Okay. Um, and then some who are maybe just starting up that don't have facilities yet, they're taking and their so recipe. they stainless steel tanks of bourbon going up and down our highways. Perhaps. Wow. I would, I would, I would expect 11, like yeah. a police escort. Yeah. <laughs> or a bourbon boys escort. There you go. Yeah. Happy to take them for the From all of us bourbon boys, we want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Bourbon on.